0: Greetings, God's beloved. Thanks for tuning in to the Reformation Lutheran Church Bible Study Podcast. we got Pastor Matt Medavellis and Pastor Jason Adams here, along with some of our friends on Zoom. And we're talking about the book of Colossians, Chapter 2, and hearing about the fullness of God in Christ Jesus. Thanks for listening. You can subscribe and share on Apple iTunes and podcasts. God bless you this day. All right, friends, we're live. We'll have a few more join us, I'm sure, but we can jump right into this and let's open with prayer, shall we? Mm -hmm. God, in the midst of our struggles, your word is our food. Feed us today. Open our hearts and our minds to hear what you have to say to us. Remind us of the faithfulness of your son, Jesus, his healing power, the living word here with us. And bless all who join us in this study today and hear Your Word, in Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Well, good morning, Donna. Good morning, Pastor Matt. We are in Colossians chapter two. And uh,
1: should we recap a little bit what we talked about last week? Yeah. Um, yeah. So we we had a really um, we had a really kind of in depth conversation about what was percolating in the community at the time. Uh, we talked about this was a pretty unremarkable community. what um, we talked about what was percolating possibly. We don't know for sure, but later scholars have come to call this Gnosticism, uh, which was the idea that um, our, our mission is to somehow unlock the secret knowledge of the universe and <laughs> somehow uh, apply this to our lives. And we talked about a lot of the... Theory that's inherent um, in that kind of thinking, that um, the world that we see is somehow an illusion um, or, a, um, or a lie. Um, and we talked about Christ uh, coming um, not in a way that's secret or hidden, uh, but in a way that is um, open, in a way that's revealed to us. And what Christ reveals to us is um, what a lot of scholars think is this baptismal formula, that Christ is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation, uh, where we don't have to peer into the secrets of the universe. Um, We just have to look at Christ, and there we see the fullness of who God is, who is pleased to dwell. I I know that that was a lot to take in and digest there's
0: a lot in that first chapter though for sure
1: but it's you're right it bears mention again as we dig uh further into the the letter
0: well as we, we get into chapter two paul begins by letting people know that he is suffering for them in some way and uh we can talk about that a little bit and hear him again speaking against false teachers
1: and that is the fun of this book who is paul talking about and the answer is we do not know but let's uh let's take a look and see if we can maybe guess or see if any of the things that he talks about echoes anything that we hear um, preached to us today
0: or sh- how many verses you want here? How many should we start with?
1: We should start with just the... Uh, One, two? Yeah, let's do the first six. Gotcha. Well,
0: Through five or through seven?
1: Let's do seven. Yeah, let's okay. see for seven.
0: Yeah. Colossians chapter two. For I want you to know how much I am struggling for you, and for those in Laodicea, and for all who have not seen me face to face... I want their hearts to be encouraged and united in love, so that they may have all the riches of assured understanding and have the knowledge of God's mystery, that is, Christ Himself, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. I am saying this so that no one may deceive you with plausible arguments, for though I am absent in body, yet I am with you in spirit, and I rejoice to see your morale. And the firmness of your faith in Christ. As you therefore have received Christ Jesus the Lord, continue to live your lives in Him, rooted and built up in Him, and established in the faith, just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving.
1: So, what is Paul's relationship to this community?
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of from a distance, isn't it?
1: No Zoom back then.
0: No Zoom. Be quite a walk. Yeah. But he but he loves them. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, I always I wonder about this struggling for you. I'm struggling for you. In what way is Paul suffering for them? And that is a really good question. Something to think about. How he he proclaims Christ's suffering for us. How is Paul struggling for them?
1: It's a really good question.
0: He's likely in prison. He's writing this, I think.
1: Yeah, he did write quite a lot of mm-hmm. um, quite a lot of letters from you know we. We don't know where exactly he was in prison. There's traditions that say Rome. Um, Most scholars think it was in Ephesus, which was kind of the – In the neighborhood. Yeah. Yeah. So Ephesus – yeah, Ephesus was the capital of this particular province. So –
0: One Bible scholar says he was struggling in prayer. Uh, This word that that they use is – the word for struggle is agon. Mm-hmm. agony agony so we can hear that word in there too
1: right yeah. uh, but it you know it also um carries the all right early don't use that word okay it, it also carries this sense i was about to say um semantic relationship <laughs> it carries this sense also of a contest hmm. so Um, Competition. Yeah, it's weird. It would be weird to put this in English here, but I'll do it anyway. Uh, We would talk about this as uh, a game or uh, a match. So um, poets would have agons. uh, Wrestlers would have agons. Um, Agon was just any kind of a contest. So That's uh, interesting,
0: too, because Barclay continues to write about how um Paul's struggle was uh of course he was under emperor nero and he wondering you know if he was going to survive this test and um this competition maybe with false teachers mm. so who's on team Paul and who's on team false teachers that Paul's struggle is not just for himself yeah but for all those who are hearing his words who are reading his letters uh and for him not to give up uh his victory would be their victory too
1: yeah that's that's an, that's an interesting one. Um, but my temptation and by the way, I'm not speaking from any position of authority. I'm just speaking as a fellow reader yeah. of Paul, uh, who I spent a lot of time with. I almost am kind of like, I really don't think Paul is spiritually at war with false teachers. I think he certainly is. Like, maybe we would say professionally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't... This is, you know... For him, this is spiritual. They're
0: in the way of him getting his job done.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Because they're they're putting little rumors in people's ears. Um, they're doubting his authority. But, you know, part of me... Like, I, I just don't think Paul gives them that much credit could be yeah <laughs> for being, but
0: struggling in prayer trying to stay faithful in the midst of yeah um, his own incarceration and
1: yeah and like but maybe um, maybe the and, and this is what's interesting to me um Paul will talk in Ephesians which is the um, you know, so a lot of people say it's the sister letter to Colossians. Paul will talk about um, in Ephesians in chapter 6. He'll say, um, pray also for me that when I speak, a message may be given to me to make known with boldness the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in chains. hmm so I, if if I were to say what Paul is talking about in, is in his struggle, it's that ability to still be able to preach the gospel. Yeah, to get out there and spread the word, huh? Because he'll talk about that in Philippians. He'll say, "I'm even preaching the gospel to the Praetorian Guard in here." Mm. So, I, right? I think I, I think that's what the struggle is. So Paul's not like being like, okay, well everybody, and this is important for the church, like right? Not gonna pray that everybody on our side wins. I'm not here praying that like Paul is gonna be the greatest apostle, right? For him, he says that he's being he's being poured out. Yeah. So I I think you know well Paul will also say like I'm struggling for the gospel for the gospel mm-hmm. for the gospel. Um. And he really
0: that's puts, interesting because maybe that's one sign that someone else penned this letter. That Paul didn't say that. Yeah. Yeah. But somebody really
1: close to him saying that, like, well, this is clearly what Paul is struggling for. And then...
0: In a sense, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But that's just my thought. I can... I'm, I'm, I'm just advancing that. That that's what the real struggle is for.
0: Very good. Very
1: good. Yeah, because if you follow that to verse 2, I want their hearts to be encouraged and united in love. And... Uh, so that they may have the riches of assured understanding, to have to have the knowledge of God's mystery.
0: I want to get this out there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And and, and uh, it's it's information. And by the way, against a religion that talks about all these hidden mysteries, Paul solves that. Hi, Eileen. We're in Colossians chapter two. What is uh what is what is God's mystery?
0: Christ Jesus, Christ, Christ himself, himself. Yeah. <laughs> yep. in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. So all that stuff that you're searching for out there, all that wisdom and the special tricks and the insider stuff, it's all in Christ. That's yeah. all you need. Yeah. That's hard. That's hard for us to accept sometimes. Like, well, I great, I, everything I have is in Christ, yeah, but I want to get the t-shirt and I want to let people know how holy and righteous I am and I want to... Uh, I, I got to get you know those things that make me a super Christian and yeah we, we have that just instinct in us
1: yeah, yeah and, and you touched on it in your in your sermon today um, and I mentioned you know I what you what you put your finger on in the sermon is not that the people in Nazareth had a problem with Jesus being God right this was this was a very spiritual world that they lived in. Their problem was that Jesus was not God, not the God, like, of them.
0: Yeah, not Not a personal.
1: Yeah, not their personal God, like not the God of Nazareth because this is. They couldn't own him. Yeah, right, because in the ancient world, in the ancient world, cities were put together by not only cities but households.
0: Yeah, allegiances to particular gods. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That so, did your
0: personal bidding, that were your private uh, uh, yeah. saviors, yeah.
1: And Jesus refused to enter into that space, which is real which was really a space of idolatry.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so they said, Well, if you're not going to be our idol, Jesus, or you if you're not going to be the God that does all this for us, then we're going to throw you off the edge. Yeah, but that's the struggle that we want <laughs> I'll put it this way We want Jesus to be the Answer, but Paul's saying that Jesus is not only the answer; Jesus is also the question. Mm -hmm. You know, we don't that we don't want to see the fullness of God in Jesus. We want to see Jesus point elsewhere to the fullness of God, right? Mm -hmm. We want to see, you know, we want to take Jesus to the capital so he can point to. You know, a proper Christian regime. We want to take Jesus into our relationships, so that we'll, you know, be the best dad ever, Mm. right? You you go into a Christian bookstore, you hear this over and over again, where Jesus is just kind of like a uh, a a rule for living. Um, But but Paul will will develop that. If Jesus is the fullness of everything, if Jesus is the full mystery of God, if Jesus is all in all then Jesus is truly all we need. Yep. So, sorry to preach.
0: No, please, we're, <laughs> we're getting into it now. And you, you haven't missed too much, but um, we're just talking a little bit about the first uh, seven chapters here. Maxine and Eileen have joined us. As you, therefore, have received Christ Jesus the Lord, continue to live your lives in him, rooted and built up in him and established in the faith, just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. What's what are we getting out of that there? Who's Paul directing that to, and how are we supposed to receive that?
1: Well. Uh- The structure of this particular passage, Paul talks about his struggle to proclaim the gospel, and then he leaves them, or he's talking about their own struggle. He talks about his own struggle to proclaim it, so they might have these gifts. Then there's a struggle at the other end. Right?
0: Continue to live your lives uh,
1: in him. Continue to live your lives in him.
0: I mean, that sounds like discipleship. Yeah. You know, what does that mean? What does that look like for that early church?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, Just what's interesting here on the Greek word, um, it's parapateta, which um, if you
0: making me or, hungry now.
1: Yeah. Not par not para potato but parapet uh, para, Okay. I'll leave it alone, but peripotata. Yeah, it's peripotata. Mm-hmm. Um it that really really means not just to walk, right? When we hear walk in our English minds, we think of, I'm going we think of walking in a direction. But the better translation is walk around. So um, this is, this is what gets mm. English speaking Christians in trouble that we don't translate the full sense of the Greek verbs. Peripatē means to walk around, to conduct your daily business. This is a word for like, uh, right. If you go to Costco. And you wander, you wander <laughs> the aisles. wandering. are like, what, what can I eat? What's for free?
0: <laughs> Where's my free sample?
1: Yeah. So we're, we're to walk around, right? We're not, we always hear this and we think, okay, well, we've got to progress towards something. Ah. Uh. What Paul is saying I like this. is just walk around, walk around, right? And there were um, uh, the followers of Aristotle, the the school that they, they called themselves the Peripatetic school, right. um, and that's what the word means. They just walked around and
0: uh, and read and spoke it, and taught. Yeah,
1: well, and this is Aristotle's philosophy that you know the 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 mysteries, and if Paul was aware of this, or whoever wrote this was aware of this, aware of this, that would be cool. But that would be a really wild exegetical claim to make. But you know, it's it's interesting that he uses Aristotle here because Aristotle was an ancient philosopher who said that the that the world around us has actual reality, that the meaning of the world is actually embedded in the world. Um, uh, If uh, the the new Pixar movie Soul was probably the greatest defense of Aristotle um, in the last 100 years uh, sorry Neo-Thomas mm-hmm. but, so, right? so if you've seen the movie Soul right um, you know anyway I'm not going to spoil it but uh, just watch it but yeah there's something to it just, just walk around well that would Be have also in been world. in
0: contrast to the teaching of these other teachers who were saying withdraw from the world mm-hmm. and uh Discipline the body and yeah. um, forget about those earthly desires and the things of the flesh. And Paul's saying, live your life in him. Yeah. Go and live your life. Yeah, And know it's that freedom. Christ
1: is everything else that you need. It's freedom. Yeah, yeah. No, we, and we we hear this, and this is preached, This pre- that people will preach people back into bondage because they don't get this verb. But yeah, just be present. Mm-hmm. Do what you can do. Do what you can do. Um, And you don't take an inventory at the rest of the day. You just just breathe in and you go, wow, you know, Christ is in everything. Christ is present in my life. And so look what happens to you. Uh, You're rooted and built up in him and established in faith, right? So you don't have to go deeper, right? trees don't ever we've got this mesquite tree in the backyard and mesquite trees um, and I don't know a lot about a horticulture I'm just learning about mesquite trees because this is what we have they grow like weeds they're just giant wooden weeds they suck up everything and they have a massive root system I'm always digging the, the roots of this tree out and it never budges um, and we had an analysis done of our yard because stuff isn't growing like it should um, and it's because the mesquite tree's massive everything. roots. Yeah. yeah. They're e- they're eating everything. And I don't talk to my mesquite tree a lot. Um but I'm sure if I talked to my mesquite tree, I wouldn't say, "You know, do you ever do you ever just think about your roots? Do you ever just need to get back to your roots? Do you ever just need to, you know, reorient like I, you don't need to have a conversation with the tree. The tree has tree. roots. Yeah. <laughs> like it's yeah. just in the ground. Its roots are massive. That's and, and that's what um, hopefully, and this is where the metaphor breaks down, hopefully we're not sucking the nutrients out of everything around mm-hmm. us. But when we're so rooted in Christ, when we're so rooted in that beautiful and fundamental reality, uh, we abound in thanksgiving. So everything that we do becomes a thank you. Now the church makes people live in a horrible Seinfeld episode where we're saying, oh, are you saying thank you enough? But <laughs> it's just a simple it's just a simple thank you. Yeah. Like when you when you realize what a gift you have in Christ, everything just turns into thank you. Yeah. I mean,
0: these two verses—they sound like a blessing, right? Yeah. Go yeah. live yeah. your life in Christ. Yeah. You've got what you need. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, you never see this word uh, really, really. Are you really? You know, make sure you're really doing this. Yeah. Get more. Get more. Yeah. Be more spiritual. I need more Christ. I need more. Make sure make sure that you do your devotion seven days a week right And you do all these things they're good. they're not bad but if you if you if you think those are your roots, you're gonna dry up?
0: Shall we keep reading? Where do you want to take it?
1: Yeah I, I'm open for any disagreements any, any thoughts, comments?
0: comments? Listening, listening in. All right, Maxine, I'll have you read for us then. Take us uh, 8 to 15.
2: took it away, nailing it to the cross, and having harmed the powers and authorities, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing, triumphing over them by the cross.
0: There's a lot in there. (laughs) Yeah,
1: Yeah, no, this is the most, um, maybe a little bit of Galatians would come close, but this is the... This is the most You're
0: foolish Galatians.
1: Yeah, well, this is the most robust theological exploration of the cross and what it means. What's that warning in the
0: verse, first verse you read there, Maxine? What's what's he warning against? Uh,
2: deceptive philosophy. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't be captive to that. Yeah.
0: yeah, empty deceit according to human tradition.
2: Right.
0: False teaching.
1: Mm -hmm. yeah so you're yeah
2: don't don't rely on the human tradition but on christ
1: yeah Mm mm-hmm do we still do this
2: yeah Yeah, yeah.
1: all the time (laughs) yeah
0: listen i love going outside to look at the moon too but uh i don't put much stock in horoscopes I know people that do. Mm-hmm. Um, just just one example. I'm not hating on anybody if the, if you're into that, but not the same thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Poor Philip Melanchthon. Big fan of astro of uh, astrology. Well, that, I, mean, I mean, that's
0: that's ancient, right? <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. yeah.
0: There were people all around. Where Paul was that would do nothing without consulting the stars. I think we we talked about that last week.
1: Oh yeah, not just yeah. the stars. You consulted, uh, you consulted everything. Um, the Romans were the most superstitious people in the history of the world. They, the Egyptians were close, but the Romans put the Egyptians to to shame. Um, and as a matter of fact, some of the most successful Roman generals were the ones that. Um, the ones that uh, kind of blew through that. <laughs> but, yeah, so not only would you consult the stars, uh, you would cut up an animal and see which way its uh, entrails right, right. spilled out on the table. And Well, if the intestines fell the lowest, or if it made like the shape of a heart, that means that my marriage proposal is going to go well, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. It's not exactly what happened, but it's the sense of of what happened. So, um, yeah, this is a world that is, um, um, you know, it's not only, um, yeah, you know, it's not, it's more than just a little stitious. It's very superstitious. They're adding, <laughs> adding these things to Christ. Yeah. yeah. And so of course people will, um, you know, and, and, uh, the biggest way we talk about this today is, uh, the universe, yeah. No, it's funny. I, I Manifest I, it. Say it. Manifest it. it. Manifest it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I take care of patients that are they're like, Oh, I'm sorry I'm not that religious. I'm like, Oh, okay, well, I just how is your connection with the universe? Oh, well, you know, I'm been out of alignment. And then I take care of them that's the true. same way I would as a Christian pastor, and then I just use the language of the universe. And they're so much more comfortable with that. Hmm. And that's probably that's probably a, a, a deeper discussion. But there's something about a personal God that makes people go oh I don't want to Right. but if you just know say that well yeah, if you just say the universe or the force or energy mm-hmm.
0: but, but I mean, we do that with, with everything from you know consumerism to there you go um, hyper individualism. We want everything to be formed around us and personalized for for us. Um, you know we, we struggle. With with all those things, or or intellectualism, and, and oh, making ourselves seem more enlightened than anyone else, and guilty. Uh, well, most
1: pastors, <laughs> yeah. uh, it's a struggle. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. We can we we can keep going, but y- you know this is the this is the central idea that our temptation is to take everything that has been given to us in Christ. And then put it in something else. Right? It's, oh, I have Jesus. I'm saved. I'm a good Christian. Um, But now, um, but Jesus kind of recedes to the background. Or uh, another way we do it is we make Jesus into a, rather than an end, we make Jesus as a means to an end. Mm -hmm.
0: Um, Jesus is going to help me get that new car I need. Jesus. Gonna help me uh, rise to the top in my career. All, all these things. Yeah.
1: Politics is a great example of that, oh, yeah. right? What we need are judges, and so we're going to pray that Jesus gives us good judges. Or you know, the left, uh, the left does it too. Um, you know, uh, there's there's no, um, the left just is, is not doing it as oh. egregiously <laughs> as the right is right now. Uh, but I do I do want to lift that up, right? Yeah. Where if if we say, okay, well, we have these social goals and we're Christians because we know Jesus is going to get us there. Um, and then somebody could say, well, uh, I'm not a Christian. I have those same goals. Why do I need Jesus? And you really don't have an answer for them, right? Or you could, you know, some people I know are comfortable with that. But um, it, this also kind of gets us, um, this is a weird way of like, putting ourselves on the hook and then getting ourselves off the hook, right? Because if what God really cares about is how I take care of my neighbor, right? But I go, but God, look, I like, I voted for all the right things. I I watched the right cable news, (laughs) right? I I did all that. And God's like, yeah, but your next door neighbor really needed your help. And you you didn't You were just
0: thinking about all these hoops you had to jump through.
1: Right. That's um, that's that's kind of the trap that that we get into that our, our temptation is to take, you know, who Christ is and put something else there. That's a little easier either for us to manipulate or easier for us to, um, you know, make excuses for ourselves. Um, and, and I love this word, uh, which we we struggle to translate into English, the elemental spirits of the universe. Mm. That's one word in Greek. It's stoichia. And so the stoichia are the, um, are the principles in which reality is grounded upon. Now we have been blessed with, um, with verifiable empirical science. And so, um, for the most part most of us accept that the world is made up of atoms Um, though the more you want to break that down (laughs) it gets a little um, you know the further you want to go into the building blocks it gets uh, that's a conversation way beyond my ken to have right is it quarks Mm -hmm. strings um, you know anyway um, right that's what we think of as the fundamental building blocks of the universe Uh, but, but in the ancient world they didn't there were some who advocated for um, Adams, like uh, Democritus, um, but most of the time it was thought that there were these eternal principles, like um, one that we hear all the time is uh, air, fire, water.
0: Yeah, that's what I was thinking.
1: Yeah, um, Logos, interestingly enough, um, uh, as kind of a ordering principle for one philosopher um, was lifted up. So the stoichia are the stuff that the universe is made of, Mm -hmm. right? And so, okay, I'm going to back down this train. I love ancient philosophy. (laughs) But Paul is making a distinction between um, saying that the world has unreality and saying that, okay, whatever these fundamental building blocks are of the universe, the second... That we, that we, um, you know, we we live according to them, but the second that we attach worship to them, we are in bondage to them. Um, this is, uh, you know, the great theologian Robert Dylan, um, <laughs> also knew his Old Testament like Paul, <laughs> a fellow Jew. <laughs> you know, he said, "You got to serve somebody." Uh, And so Paul is saying that, like, wherever you invest that energy where you're placing your worship, you're also placing your bondage. And there is only one of these things that has been given to you to actually set you free. Like a rolling stone. Yep. Yep. So, you you know, And, and he repeats it here. The fullness of the deity
0: dwells bodily? Everything in is in him. You yeah. and you, more than that, you have come to fullness in him. Yeah. So, right. what's that relationship between us and this fullness of deity dwelling in Christ?
1: Yeah. Well, it's almost like if you're invited, think of meeting your favorite person in the universe actor, singer, whatever. Right. And you, you know, let's say, you know, you're a huge Robert De Niro fan. and You go to Robert De Niro's house. Right. You invited to Robert De Niro's house. You're not going to go in Robert De Niro's house and grab the end table and be like, oh, Robert De Niro's end table. This is so amazing. Well, Robert De Niro is standing, standing there, right there, looking, there, at there you. looking at you. Right. But this is what Paul's saying that you're doing when you when you uh, are given over to the stoichia. Yeah oh man this is so cool
0: yeah that's that's powerful because there's so many ways we worship the creation instead of the creator yeah and uh i think about that a lot yeah yeah
2: that's a,
0: that's a, that's a really good analogy. <laughs> yeah
1: but the, hell i do it all the time
0: i've got this napkin and quentin tarantino wiped his mouth on it
1: yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, when Quentin Tarantino's standing right Right, there, like, well, who's that guy? Oh, that doesn't matter. Look at my napkin. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so this is what Paul's talking about. But I I think even more importantly, right, this is kind of a nebulous – this is a nebulous conversation unless it's made real, right? We can talk all day about how we need to worship Christ, right? We can talk about idolatry. But this is this is I, I think it's Paul's gift, and if I can be so um, presumptuous to say, um, it takes more than just knowledge for this to be made into a reality, and I um, I I really gift for my ability to pay attention to this. Um, I really thank the Lutheran confessors and reformers um, because this has helped me read this better, right? It's not about just getting our facts straight. If that were good enough, we would not need church. I will repeat that again (laughs) because a lot of people will tell me this. They'll go, well, I I know who God is. I know who my savior is. I know, you know, and they'll rattle off what they learned in Sunday school or wherever they learned it. Um, And I'll go, Yep. Um, Then we're still in Sunday school, aren't we? We never progressed beyond that point. We never progressed, but this is missing the point that it's not just a matter of knowledge. Right. right? If it was just a matter of of knowing the right facts, we would not need the church. We would not need the Holy Spirit. Um, One
0: good sermon would do
1: it. Yeah. No, I mean, not even a good sermon. You could just write Mm – you can write something down on a piece of paper and just like – pass it along um, you wouldn't have to do um, you wouldn't have to do anything and right there's a there's a psychological level to where that's true that you know you, you have to make it an embodied reality there's um, you know there's there is a part that we play in like pursuing our own discipleship I don't want to take that away but the first move belongs to Christ there you go And so Paul explains how that happens. So we're told, all right, don't sit there and and grab Quentin Tarantino's napkin or Robert De Niro's end table, right? Pay attention to the person himself, the man himself. But then this happens to us. It's not something we have to wait to do. And how does it happen? Verse 11. Verse 11, how does it happen? It's a word that begins with a C, and it's in your text. Your
2: circumcision by yes. Your
1: yeah.
0: Let's talk about circumcision, shall we? Okay.
1: Well, yeah. Sure, you're the <laughs> Yeah. Right, right. And for for those of you who've read um, a lot in the Old Testament what did circumcision signify? I
2: don't know what it signified but I know that the
0: Jewish people did it mm-hmm. but I don't know what it signified it signified right. you were Jewish Yeah. Yeah. That, your identity it signified that you were included in the Jewish community. Yeah, you were Jewish. Right. I I probably shared this before, but I one of my sermons in preaching class in seminary I wrote that uh, circumcision was an outward sign of an inward belonging, and made my professor laugh because he said, "I hope it's not too outward." <laughs> <laughs> but it but it was this this bodily uh, bodily symbol of inclusion in the community of the Jewish faith, right?
1: Mm-hmm. And literally, it was how you carried the promises of God, right? You, you quite literally, you looked like Abraham, mm. right? And there's a whole lot of theology behind it. Um, uh, Luther talks quite a bit about circumcision um, as this kind of mask of God, right? God is revealed into your in your life through this circumcision. God puts a claim on you through this circumcision. Um, And Paul says in Christ, we get a circumcision. And what happens in that circumcision? Yeah. Yeah. We put off the body of the flesh in the circumcision of Christ,
0: which and, which sounds a lot right there, like he's speaking to these other teachers, right? Yeah. Oh, Who are saying you have to be away from the world. The flesh yeah, is evil. Yeah, yeah. And and Paul's yeah. going, no, 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 no. You're already away from the flesh because Christ yeah. has done this for
1: you. Yeah, and 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 not only not only um are you already away from the flesh, but the means by which this came to you is the flesh. Right. Like, right? And and what's the circumcision of Christ being talked about here? And Christ is our moil, right? When did we get this?
2: Now, my question here, though, let me, let me stop for a second. The,
0: the circumcision was a uh, Jewish tradition. Yep. Mm hmm.
2: And, and uh, became Christians, but some of the younger ones were born into it at this point. It's a fair little bit So some of the people might not even know what that is. Maybe they're not practicing
1: circumcision anymore mm-hmm. um, on these
0: new Christians. But somebody's telling them they need to.
1: Oh, yeah. So the, the what okay. yeah and, and so the way this always plays out is what Paul is doing is Paul experiences Jesus. He is kind of sent as this apostle to the Gentiles, but Paul's always starting out in these synagogues. So Always, that's you know, it's never, I don't want to say the base of operations, but it's always kind of like starting point. Yeah, yeah. he has his own base of operations, but he's going to the synagogues first because he, it's much easier to get from point A to point B in the synagogue than in other places. So he's preaching to Gentiles, yes, but he's also preaching to Jews that were considered to be subpar. Lower class Jews. They don't live in Israel. Some of them might have the means and the resources to go back to Jerusalem for the major festivals. Uh, Some might not. Uh, By the way, this is uh, how I always read the Gospel of Luke, that it's written to diaspora Jews. Um, So we always think that there's this battle in every city that Paul goes to between diehard Jews and Gentiles. No, <laughs> what's going on is these Jews are going like, huh, wait a minute. So all these things that I don't belong to really don't make my identity. And these Gentiles are going like, wow, I belong to this new thing. But, you know, kind of like the same way that somebody who's never heard of Christianity or the church or Lutheranism in their life might come into our church. And we're telling jokes about Lutefisk. And they're like, I don't know what any of this is.
0: Venom all uh, you. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> I, 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 so it's this kind of community but then there are people in the Jerusalem church and other places with large Jewish communities saying no Paul's doing this all wrong um you know we really need to incorporate you into the covenant the through circumcision yeah if you really want to belong to this promise because there you know the promise is through Abraham and so Jesus is just like the last in a very long line of um you know, descendants of, of Abraham. So yeah, I mean, Maxine, you're, it's very good to pick up on that because circumcision is a flashpoint. So to talk about circumcision among Christians in the first century was to talk about, like to talk about abortion for Christians in the 21st century. I am not introducing a conversation about abortion, but I'm saying that just by saying that word, right? Your hackles go up. <laughs> you're getting ready. You're rehearsing all your arguments, Right. When Paul is talking about circumcision, he is he is dropping that kind of dynamite into the yeah. into the into the um, into the conversation, right? Um, so, yeah. so, so, let me okay. So this is what i I think I'm getting here is
0: that you have he's speaking to the Jewish people who have practiced physical circumcision. Some.
1: Yep, that it's not even it's not even like, hey, you should think about you should think about this circumcision. Uh, you you have it. <laughs> right? You have it. This has been done to you um, is is Paul's argument. And yeah, you're right. So this was a this was a live issue. Um, I, I can't stress this enough um, because I've heard too many people say it about Judaism in the first century. Judaism in the first century was, was not only a very attractive religion, uh, the same way Buddhism is attractive to 21st century North Americans. It was new, it was exotic, it was strange, it was old, it, um, it, it had a real like moral rigor um, that appealed to a lot of people. But Judaism was also a very aggressive missionary religion at this time. And this is a smear used against Judaism, that it's not a missionary religion. Um, it's not what we would think of as a missionary religion. According to a Christian context now, that's another conversation. But back in the first century, it was a very aggressive missionary religion. So you had people that went, This sounds really great. I love to come to the synagogue. Um, and there's this word, God fearer. If somebody was a god fearer, it meant that they hung out at the synagogue, they really loved Judaism. Um they really loved hearing about it, the God of Israel. They believed in the God of Israel, just they wouldn't go that extra step <laughs> get circumcised.
0: They weren't I, official. Yeah, it they, was they a They weren't way, uh, yeah. welcomed as members yet.
1: Yeah, exactly. It was a way of saying you're you're of the fold, but you don't possess the fullness of God's promise, but you know, you're a god-fearer. Right? When the Messiah comes, it's going to be okay.
0: Yeah, you won't be the first round, maybe the second round. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. So, um Yeah. So, yeah, it's a it's a real barrier. It's a real barrier to entry um, for this community. But, you know, this I I love learning about first century Christianity because this is very this is very layered. Um, And our way of reading this like, oh, there were Jewish Christians and there were Gentile Christians. and They must have gone head to head all the time. Like, no, (laughs) these were two groups of people that had heard a new message and they were trying to figure it out. Um, But yeah, Paul uses language that goes much further than saying, well, you know, you just need to get the circumcision of Christ. He says, no, this has been given to you. And what is that circumcision of Christ? It's there in verse 12.
0: That's a different kind of imagery, isn't it? Buried with him in baptism. Buried with him in baptism. That's not not something that we use often. Yeah.
1: Right. So ours. You're
2: scared, so you're buried with yeah.
1: yeah. This is not meant to be used as a bludgeon on our Jewish brothers and sisters because they think about these things very differently now. And it's worth learning how they think about it. But for our lives as Christians, baptism. Is our circumcision, right? Because circumcision was like quite literally uh, just a very small measure of what baptism actually accomplishes.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Circumcision was meant to be evidence that we are just creatures, that we are not the creators. Right? Because the most godlike thing that we can do in the thinking of the ancient world was that we could reproduce, that we could engage in this creation. So what you did was you took that instrument by which you reproduced and you said, you know what? It bleeds. <laughs> you know what? This belongs to God. You yeah, gave God your fr- – yeah. yeah. You, you said, that's my power, right? So you were just saying, okay, I'm a human being and God is God. What happens in baptism is you are giving so much more than just a foreskin. And by the way, if you don't have a foreskin, you can participate too. That's the radical nature of it, right? That when you are baptized, you are not giving part of you. You are giving all of you. Yeah. Like, uh... You know, I one of my favorite professors. They, you know, people would say, "Well, I've given my life to Christ," and he'd always say, "Huh, you're not dead yet. Must not yeah. have taken." Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. what that's what Christ does with us, right? That we are, in, instead of a 10% measure, we get a 110% measure in our baptism. We are buried, and we are raised, and This is, I think it's so interesting, and it's so beautiful, right? It's not a one-time event. I'm baptized, right? It's a continual event. If you go to verse 13, Mm -hmm. when you were dead in the trespasses and uncircumcision in your flesh, God made you alive together with him when he forgave us all our trespasses. So we are getting... Circumcised, we're getting the circumcision of Christ every week in the worship service, right? What's happening in our worship service? We're uh, yeah, we're uh,
0: confessing, we're going down into the confessing our yeah, 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 and, yeah. Being, and being raised up and forgiven, and
1: yep, and that's we consider that vital in every worship service, you know. I will be charitable to um. Um, non-liturgical Christians they have this ceremony called an altar call and it's the same idea right we do it at the beginning of the service they do it at the end I don't think in God's eyes it matters I just think the Holy Spirit is beautiful in this way that this is preserved right that and this is not this is not a metaphor right we are constantly in our lives being given over to you know we're dead all the time in our trespasses Um, we are we choose death in the decisions that we make that are sinful, right? And so we are always constantly in this baptismal pattern of being dead and being raised to life and being dead and being raised to life. But while that's all happening, um, and man, these are these are fighting words, and I'm am so amazed that uh, more people don't take offense to them, right? Erased the record, right? Our permanent record erased the record that is against us, nailing it to the cross. Mm-hmm. Luther was very fond of using this work verse to talk about how to talk back to the devil. where where Luther would say if the devil starts taunting you about your sins go I don't know what you're talking about they're not here anymore you have to go over to the cross to look for those Mm -hmm. Right. so Jesus baptizes us all the time gives us that circumcision takes what's on our dead bodies says that this doesn't apply to you anymore it applies to me now but and he takes it on the cross, and he leaves it there. Jesus doesn't stay on the cross, right? And he says, you know what? That's where it is. So we are constantly, it's not enough to just know that Jesus is better than all the elemental spirits of the world. It's not enough to know. Jesus actually takes us from them. Yeah and says these people are mine and you lose that's what the cross and the empty tomb by the way uh that's what the cross is
0: another another translation has jesus christ blotted out the handwriting of ordinances which was against us and uh and this word for handwriting is a it means autograph uh, but it's technical meaning that that people would understand is like an IOU, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, our indebtedness. We talk about debts and forgive us our debts. So those who first heard this would certainly hear that. Uh, and uh, yeah, that's
1: a that's a good reading. That
0: and and yeah. this um, Barclay writes that more than once the Old Testament shows the children of Israel hearing and accepting the laws of God and calling down curses on themselves if they should fail to keep them. And then what happens? Well, they they fail to keep them. And, the New Testament has this picture of uh, Gentiles having not the written law of God, but but the unwritten law in their hearts. And uh, this was uh, there was a self-confessed indictment against them, a charge list, which, as it were, he says they themselves had signed and admitted as accurate. Hmm. And and Christ comes along and and erases this, right? Wipes it out. Yeah. So imagine the kind of paper they would write on back then. So papyrus, okay. Um, I'm, I talked about this with, with a group on Friday that uh, growing up in Florida, we had um, um, malaluca trees or tea trees, maybe you, you call it that. And it's like this papery bark and you literally could rip it off in sheets and write on it. And uh, so p- p- papyrus is a little different that that ink that they used in the ancient world would sit on top of. It didn't sink down into paper like ours does. Right. So if you wanted to rewrite something, well, you just wiped it off and that's the word here that, that that our sins are wiped clean from the paper and then one more thing that I always thought was really interesting that if you had an IOU or a debt uh, or a law that was cancelled an ordinance that that maybe was superseded by a new law or, or something like that in the ancient world it was nailed to a board the nail was driven through that law to show you it had been it's no longer active oh that's cool yeah Yeah. isn't that nice that nail was driven clean through it and maybe maybe that's not exactly what paul was getting at but but Mm. it's there right that this law that was against us is nailed to the cross wow an image of grace yeah
1: yeah no and, and he to wrap all this up right what Christ has done, Paul doesn't say, "Oh, be aware of this, or you should pay attention to this." He, he says, "Look, this has already been done for you. you. You don't even have to listen to another thing I'm saying." What more do you need? Yeah, you're already free because of Christ, right? This is how this is how um, this is how Christ is the fullness of, of God. It's not just another idea. Christ is actually the freedom that we have to live in front of God. Just add water. Yeah, just, yeah, not even, yeah, just not add even. water, yeah.
0: So we, we can, if you can read on, you can see there are continuing battles between this established uh, thought that while well, you need to now that you've got Christ, that's great. That's all well and good. But now the tradition helps. And now you, these rituals must be done. And now you have to add all these things. And, and Paul's writing, absolutely not everything has been done for us.
1: Yeah, great language here. These are only a shadow of what is to come. Mm-hmm. But the substance belongs to Christ. Yeah. Therefore, do not let anyone condemn you. There's
0: freedom in that, right?
1: Yeah. And that Stoichia word comes up again in verse 20. If with Christ you died to the Stoichia, why do you live as if you still belong to the world? Yeah. Yeah. And that's the key. We live in the world, but we don't belong to it.
0: Which which means we don't have to completely eject from it
1: either. Yeah. yeah, As a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, the fact that we don't belong to it anymore means it doesn't have any. It doesn't have fundamental power over us. No. It certainly has some power over us. Yeah. Because we're still human. Yeah. We're still human. We still have um, our bodies. Um, We still have. We still have to live in this world. Um, as Stephen Bauman, uh ELCA uh, director of evangelical mission for a long time put it, you know, in uh in baptism we die the only death that I've, that that matters. <laughs> you know. Um we're we're all Terminator <laughs> coming out of the uh we're all a Terminator coming out of uh being blown up already. So that ought to make us very dangerous people. Yep. And that's and that's that's the kind of uh, freedom that we have. And if you know, Dr. King gives us a really good example of what that looks like in practice. And that's um, I don't I don't want to deify nonviolence because um, that that can be dangerous, especially um, belonging to a non-oppressed group. But that was the power of of, of King's King's own witness that that you know. That all this stuff, it's over. Yeah. It's dead. All we need to do is just, you know, walk into the no, walk into the reality that God already has intended. Yeah.
0: No militarism needed. Yeah. Peacemaking. Yep. So, what does that new life in Christ look like? We're going to get to that a little bit in the next session. Yep. Uh, we'll be together again in two weeks, and if you're listening online, you can follow along then and catch up in the meantime.
1: But, yep, this is uh, this is straight gospel today. Um, you, you in your own devotional life cannot go to this enough. Mm-hmm. And if you don't want to go here and read about it, just come to church every week and hear your sins forgiven. Um, because then this will be done to you, too. And, unfortunately, it will not be done most of the time by yourself on a mountain trail.
0: Yeah.
1: Trees cannot forgive you. They're pretty, but they cannot forgive you they cannot give you life
0: thank you everybody we'll, we'll, uh, we'll see you again soon and uh, in the meantime praying for safety and health uh, and let's close with a word of prayer God everything we need you've given to us not in the elements or ritual or traditions but in the body of Christ Jesus himself the fullness of your glory Dwells with us, who lives and walks with us, and teaches us, and heals us, and claims us as his own. Remind us of this every day that while we walk and wake and work, you are with us. And bless us as we go from here, mindful of your word. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank
1: you very much. Peace.